How many of you in here work for a living? Now you may, some of you may say, well, if you do what, if you do, if you do what you love, then you're not really working. Oh, you're working. Come on now. Even if you love it, you're working for a living. Would it surprise you if I said that everybody in here, from the littlest to the biggest, works for a living? The 1980s pop singer and group Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis in the news, they sang, we're taking what they're giving because we're working for a living. Who are they? What are they giving? What are you taking? Depends on who they are. We've got to live, so are we just going to take what's given to us? You know, the babies in this audience, their job is to be cute. That's their job. They're to be cute. They're to be ours. Right? That's their job. But they're taken and they must take what they're given, don't they? They've got to. There are those in this audience who work in an office or, or work in a factory. And, and, you, and you earn your money. But you may have to work with a bad attitude around you. You may have to work in terrible working conditions or, or long hours. You take it, don't you? You take it. You farmers, y'all have had, I don't know, one of the hottest summers I've ever seen. I mean, it's been hot. But y'all take it. That's what you do. And you take what you're given, don't you? Those of you in school, you may not think you're working, but you're beginning to work on your future. You're beginning to work on uh, by taking tests and, and those early and late hours and, and all the drama that high school affords. I mean, you are. You're, you're working. You're working for your future. You're working for yourself. Everyone here is working toward a future. Your future is heaven Involved in that future. Is heaven involved in that future for you? I'm here to tell you, old age is real. <laughs> it's real. You know, you young people, I was y'all's age, and I and people used. To, I mean, people used to say, well, "Now, when I was your age, I used to." And, and here I am saying it. But I tell you, when when I was y'all's age, I didn't. I didn't think old age was real. I really didn't. But it's real. The closer I get to it, the closer it seems. Old age is real. Are you working for your retirement? Are you working for your retirement? Are you working for your future? If you're working for your retirement only, then what you're working for is in vain. If that's all you're working for, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, it says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. You know, old age is real, but heaven is real too. Heaven is real. It's got to be in our future. In heaven, you will really live. In heaven, you will live forever. You know, this is a beautiful country that we live in. Tennessee is beautiful country. Middle Tennessee is beautiful. We're going to a better country, says in Hebrews. We're going to a better country. 
better than anything we can ever imagine. You do believe that, don't you? You do believe that. Here, old age is a fact. Retirement is on the horizon. And you may be working to pay off that, that home mortgage. You know, Dave Ramsey said the home mortgage, home mortgage, the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. Have you heard that? And you may be working fervently to pay off that home mortgage. But we need to focus more on that blood-bought home in heaven. John chapter 14 verse 1 says, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us, but we live here. We're here right now. Here on this earth, we need to be devoted to God's will. His will is found in His Word. So here, working for a living includes a love of God's Word. Living here on this earth in the church means that we've got to work Together, we've got to work at a living together. We've got to have patience with each other. It means we've got to have love for each other. It means we've got to have concern for each other. Forgiving each other as we've been forgiven so that one day we can, we can really live an indescribable life. Heaven's really indescribable. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 where, where we will live and there'll be, there'll be no more tears. Revelation chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. Those of you here with children, you're here and you're, you're working for their living. I've heard, I've heard some of you out of your own mouths say, well, somebody better not mess with my child. Somebody better not mess with my child. They'll, they'll get, well, they'll get it. Well, they'll get, you know, the teeth, mouth gets hard. Body bristles. Better not mess with my child. I've heard you say this. But really, you're, you're just taking what the world's giving You really are. Your children, your children are being manipulated and messed with every day, and parents, you're doing nothing about it. You're doing nothing. You're letting it happen. Our children are falling away. They're falling away from what's really important in their lives. They're falling away from, the, from, the, from their future. They're falling away from salvation. They're being messed with by people you may not think would mess with them. It's not those on the outside. They're being messed with by grandparents. They're being messed with by Aunts, uncles, cousins, friends. Think I'm wrong? They are being, they are being spiritually molested. Our children are being spiritually molested by those who are closest to them. 
every day. And parents, you let it happen. While you're here working for their future, while you're here working for their inheritance, what spiritual legacy will you leave behind? Don't raise your hand. But how many in here believe you must be baptized to be saved? You didn't have to raise your hand. You could if you want to. But how many of you in here believe that you must be baptized to be saved? That baptism is an integral part of your salvation. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, that, that obeying the gospel includes baptism, that you must obey the gospel to be saved, and that you're not a Christian and you're not saved until you've obeyed the gospel, until you've been baptized? How many of you believe that? Like I said, don't raise your hand, but how many of you believe that? Let me tell you something. Your children are hearing something different from their grandmother They're hearing something different from their aunt and their uncle and their cousins and their friends and they're being spiritually molested and you're letting it happen because you're not telling them any different. Don't mess with my child. They just did and you didn't do nothing. Hey, it happens in my family too. That's just not some, I mean, it's not something I just thought up out of my head. It's happening in your family. It's happening in my family. It's happening all over the world to our children. And they're confused. They're confused. What spiritual legacy will you leave behind? Well, it depends on what, what future you're working for. Depends on what future you're working for. A faithful worker would not forsake the assembly. Hebrews 10.25 When you can't be here on... When you can't be here, are your kids here? Is your wife here when you can't be here? Is your husband here when you can't be here? Have you gotten tired? Are you tired? Are you weary? If you're working for an eternal living, you're not going to grow weary. We're not to grow weary. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. And when we are faithful, we will stand fast. Philippians chapter 4 verse 1. No matter what's given and who's given it. On your job, you may be working for... For recognition, you may be working for rewards, the fruits of your labor. And and that's not inherently bad. You know, whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. And and don't give the world a chance to speak ill of Christ and the church because of your lazy attitude, if you have one. So, So work. When we work at our jobs here on this earth, many times we do a good job to be recognized. Well, so that we can keep our job. I mean, especially in an economy like this, we want to do a good job so that our boss will say, yeah, he's doing a good job. He's a good worker. We need to keep him. We may have to lay some other folks off, but we're going to keep him. Oh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to be recognized on your job. You know, we show up to our jobs. We show up on time to our jobs. And have the right attitude when we get there. 
You have the right attitude to work, don't you? You're working for a living. We do this to get the job done. We do this in our worldly job. But we are, are we as conscientious in the church? Do you show up on time? Do we do the work that we've been charged with? What's our attitude when we do it? What you do, God sees. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to the end of the chapter. What you do, God sees, and God will punish and reward correctly because He is just and He is righteous. And there's nothing that you do that you can hide from God. He knows your attitude. You can't hide it from Him. We as Christians should not give up, but we should press toward the prize. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Here on this earth, in our jobs, in our schools, we work for a reward. We work for a paycheck, looking for our payday. But spiritually, the wages of sin is death. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. And we are all sinners. Wages of sin is death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. And we are all sinners. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. But in Christ Jesus, we have eternal life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. We have been saved by grace through faith. This is from Ephesians chapter 2. We've been saved by grace through faith. We didn't do it. We can't work our way to salvation. We didn't work our way into a state of grace. But when we were baptized into Christ, when we put Christ on in baptism, we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, these good works, God wants us to walk in them. Are you walking faithfully? Are you walking faithfully? Are you working for a living? Are you just working because you have to? Do you really want to be a Christian? Are you working because you want to? Are you working because you have to? What's your attitude? Are you working because you really want to have a real living? Let me ask you this. If you never had to worry about money again, let me ask you a question. I just want you to think of this answer in your mind. If you never had to worry about money ever again, I'm not saying you won the lottery, I'm just saying... Something happened and you never, ever, ever, ever have to worry about money ever again. What would you do all day? I'm going to give you just a second to think about it. Think about that. What would you do all day? Folks, what you just thought of is where your heart is. Was it of God or of the world? What you just thought of is where your heart is. I don't know your heart. But you can't hide anything from God. God knows. God knows. I can't do anything about changing your heart. 
Only you can. Only you have the power to obey. I can't make you. Do you want to be a Christian? Are you working because you want to or are you working because you just have to? Are you here because you want to be here or because you have to be here? If you don't want to be here, are you really growing in Christ? Maybe you don't like me. Maybe that's it. You don't like me. Maybe that you don't trust the eldership here. Maybe that's it. Maybe you don't trust the eldership here. Maybe you just hate the idea of getting up early. Maybe there's something else you'd rather be doing. Peter said in 1 Peter 1.25 that the Word of God endures forever and that God's Word is the Word by which the Gospel was preached to you. Chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore, laying aside all malice, are you here? Are you mad? Lay aside all malice. If, if, if you're here and you're mad, you're not growing. Laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy. Are you, are you just here because you have to be here? Are you here and you've smiled and you've shook hands and, and, and you put on this happy face? And Are you just trying to fool the rest of us? Then you're a deceitful hypocrite according to the Scriptures. Lay aside envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. We must grow. We must, trend. We must transition from, do I have to go to, I want to work. Do I have to go? Well, if you've got to ask, ask that question... I mean, you've already got a bad attitude. We need to transition from that to I want to work. I want to do what God wants me to do. We must, it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, we must add to our faith goodness, to our goodness knowledge, to our knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, then brotherly kindness. And then to all that, we add love. Love should abound. Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. Our life and our conduct should be worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. We should be of one spirit. We should be of one mind. Together, we need to work together. We need to stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the gospel and not in any way terrified by our adversaries, which to them is proof of utter destruction, but to you of salvation and that from God. To be a Christian... You need to do so because you love God. You need to be a Christian because you love God and you want to be a Christian. What are you really working for? What are you really working for? Are you working for, to really to live? You know, some of you start Monday morning at work and you can't wait for Friday. Can't wait for the next vacation. 
But know this. Heaven is real. So is hell. Hell is real as well. Eternity and one or the other is certain. So is heaven your destination? Or are you seeking things above? Colossians 3 verse 12. Listen, don't love the world. 1 John 2.15 Don't love the world. Don't be, don't be friends with the world. James chapter 4 verse 4. Don't let the world soil you. James chapter 1 verse 27. Really living in Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Really living is in Christ Jesus. Really living is bearing fruit. Really living is working for a real living, eternal life. John told us, when he wrote Revelation, that he was told to write this, Revelation 14, verse 13, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. You won't be resting from anything if you're not doing anything. The blessing is to those of you who are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of you who die in the Lord, you must be in Christ. Are you in Christ? Well, you must do God's will to be in Christ. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Numerous times in John chapter 14 and 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll obey me. The gospel is God's power to save. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. The gospel is God's power to save mankind. The gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 4, is the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We must obey the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you don't obey the gospel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 7 through 9, if you don't obey the gospel, God is going to take His vengeance out on you. Are you sure whether or not you've obeyed the gospel? I think it's an important point that you need to decide in your life. Have you or have you not obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ? The gospel must be obeyed. Many of you have already obeyed the gospel, but are you living like it? Paul said this. He said this in Romans chapter 6, verse 17. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered, And having been set free from sin, you became a slave of righteousness. Do you work like a slave of righteousness? Do you work like one? Or you just keep working at nothing? I got this text from Hannah Griffin this morning. She sends out a text on cell phones. She got a golf scholarship to Freed Hardman, by the way. Full ride. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What you're doing is not in vain. You may never, ever see the rewards that are reaped 
from your labor. But it is not in vain what you're doing. It's not. Whoever, ever think that God didn't appreciate what you're doing. When man says nothing, when I say nothing, when the elders say nothing, when the ladies in, your, in the ladies' class say nothing for what you've done, don't take it hard. Your labor's not in vain. God said so. God's doctrine, some of you still haven't obeyed it. God's teaching, you're still a slave to sin. Are you just going to continue on taking what the world's given you? Or Romans chapter 6, verse 3, are you going to be baptized into Jesus Christ and thus baptized into His death? By being buried into baptism, you're raised to walk in, in newness of life. You no longer be a slave to sin, but a slave of righteousness. If you want to be. If you don't want to be, you don't have to be. That's up to you. The choice is up to you. You know, in preparing for this lesson, I thought it would be neat to give you the top ten dirtiest jobs, you know. And we can all think about that. I didn't. I didn't go that far. I said, nah, I'm not going to go that far. There's one job, I think back in history at different jobs, and there's, you know, there's one job that I wouldn't, wanted to, I wouldn't want to have had. I wouldn't have lasted very long in this job, and that was the job of a gladiator. I wouldn't have lasted very long. I'd, I'd been killed very quickly. Those guys, they had to train, you know, they had to train so much, and they were training, and it was life or death. Their job was life or death. And they trained and worked so hard until the day of the arena, the day of their show. And they went out there and they fought and they fought and they fought and they fought. And you know what? One of them was going to lose. And many times, it didn't happen every time, but many times the fate of the one on the ground rested in the hands of the audience or the emperor. They would give a thumbs up for life. Or they'd give a thumbs down for death. You today have that ability. You today have that power in your hand for yourself. Today, is it going to be thumbs up in life? Or thumbs down. And you walk out the door. Jesus Christ comes back. You're standing there to be judged. He says, depart from me. I don't know you. Are you sure? You know, some of you, 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 you maybe have been thinking about this. And you think, well, maybe I was, you know, maybe I was, I was, maybe I was saved. I don't know. Be sure. Be sure about your salvation. Don't, don't, don't play around with something that's so important for your eternal life. Be sure. 
working for a living. We're all involved in working for a living. Here and there. How involved do you want to be? That's up to you. It's up to you. I want to encourage you. If you haven't yet, put Christ on in baptism. I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, to ask God to forgive you. I want to encourage you, if you need to, to ask for the prayers of this congregation. Do so right now. Be involved as together we stand and sing.